wasn't the real G-Paw who'd done all this. It was the man who took over when he was having a fit. The man with a storm behind his eyes. A man I didn't recognize. And sometimes, when it was really bad, when he looked out at me from under his angry brow, I was afraid he might not recognize me either. But to say it wasn't him, to say it really was someone else standing by the window in his room, was shitty on my part. It wasn't fair to say that. This was G-Paw. I had to get used to that, and I needed to figure out how to help him. He stood in his usual outfit, the gray slacks, the two-tone guayabera, and he had his shoes on, which was a good sign because it meant he'd probably left the room earlier that day. He stared out the window, over the boardwalk in the sand, and gazed into the Pacific. G-Paw, I said to his back. G-Paw, it's me, Teddy. I let go of old Humper's leash, and he raced over to G-Paw, nuzzled his leg, then came back to me as if looking for direction, and I wished I could give him one. I walked across the room and repeated who I was as I approached G-Paw. He kept his back to me, and I didn't want him flailing out at me suddenly, as he might, so I didn't touch him. I stepped to the side and leaned against the wall. In the late afternoon sunlight, his cheeks were a golden sheen of tears. Gee-paw, I said again. Someone knocked on the door behind us. It opened before I could say anything, and two of Calypso's polo-shirted brigade stood in the doorway, two massive beefcakes, Julio and Frank, who looked like the football players at school who puffed out their chests when they walked and hung their arms about a foot away from their bodies like they needed to constantly air out their pits. Julio and Frank showed whenever there was red alert trouble in one of the residents' rooms, or if someone was lost in the middle of the bistro, or the lobby, during one of the organized activities, or during a meal. Everything okay? Julio asked coming into the room, knowing full well it wasn't. We need Dr. Hanaway? No, I said. G-Paw breathed in and out softly and wiped at the tears on his cheeks, so I knew he'd already calmed down and the rage had passed. He was quiet because he was scared. His eyes darted from me to the window and back. He probably didn't know why he'd torn up the room. It was possible he didn't even remember that he was the one who'd done it. Old Humper rubbed Jeepaw's shin, and Jeepaw bent down to scratch him. I got this, I told the giants. Doubt it, Frank said. His bald head glistened as he dipped beneath the doorframe and stepped into the room. Charlie, he said to Jeepaw. I stepped in front of them. Seriously, I put my hand up. I got this, I do. Julio frowned. He nodded to the desk with all the drawers open and the pens, paper, and magazines pushed to the carpet around it. Come on, Teddy, he said. We're professionals. And I'm family, I said back. In fact, G-Paw was about all I had for family. There was Mom, of course, but she was usually gone on one business trip or another, always working. Gone that week, in fact, to Shanghai, and I saw Jeepaw more than I saw her, even though he no longer lived with us. 
Mom had probably only seen him twice in the seven months since she'd stuck him at Calypso. So it was just G-Pa and me and old Humper, because Dad was gone too, and gone for so long we never even spoke about him. My dad. Dead. I know, buddy, Julio said, but sometimes you have to let us handle these things. You can't do it all alone. I wasn't Julio's buddy. I wasn't frigging twelve either, even though he spoke to me like I was on a middle school field trip, not the seventeen-year-old who was basically trying to keep his family together, or what was left of it, while the rest of the world didn't give a flying fart if the Hendricks family just disappeared like one of G-Pa's memories. Poof! As if we never existed at all. G-Pa, I said again. I stepped to the side so I wouldn't surprise or startle him. Gee, Pa, it's me, Teddy.